probably got a sermon outline over here. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we'll try to keep it podcasty. Right. Yeah. Save your sermons for Sunday, preacher. <laughs> That may go in the intro. I was like, "That's a you know, that's a quote from uh, from Disney's Robin Hood, like with yeah, the cartoon yeah, version yeah, with yeah, the fox." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do remember it's that. Probably, it's probably not a direct quote because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, it, yeah, from uh, the sheriff from Nottingham. Yep, yep. Save your sermons for the Sunday preacher. That's right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Four, three, two, one. Cue the music. To anyone tuned in, this is the Men Church Stuff Podcast. It's the show where brothers-in-law DJ Colt and Brad Coleman talk about what it's like being Christian men in today's society. Having spent our entire lives immersed in church culture, we want to share our experiences with other men who are willing to listen. We'll talk life stuff, church stuff, man stuff, and, well, stuff stuff. Let's get to it. Welcome, listeners here and there and everywhere all across the land. This is the Men Church Stuff Podcast. I am one of your hosts, DJ Culp. As always, here with my beloved brother-in-law, Brad. Happy Wednesday. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited about our topic today. And so just so everybody knows, this is as excited as I ever sound. Yeah, this um, is so this, that's this true. Is Good for you. It, yes. It, I mean, <laughs> One, if you give me a million dollars, I will say thank you. That's awesome. I'm so excited. That's Just right. like this. Um, because what we're talking about today uh, is so much so much greater and so much more yeah. than a million dollars, the gift that, that that we have so available. Yeah. And how we can utilize that. Yeah. So listeners, literally what you're hearing is the apex of Brad's excitement. <laughs> this is the peak. This is the top. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> Like, and I mean this, Brad, with all sincerity of heart, this is, this is almost, no, you, you are, you are a little bit more excited now than you typically are on Christmas morning. And I love Christmas. I know you do. <clears throat> I do. I know. I know. Um, yeah. So, uh. Man, I'm actually on a buzz too, um, but uh, but a bit of a different one. Before we get into a before we get into our topic, uh, I do have a couple things um, that I want to I want to say. First of all, I'm 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 actually still kind of decompressing. Um, the last week or so, I've been uh, I've been like prepping and doing all the all the here's and there's and everywhere's type of stuff for a concert that that we had last night. Um, me and a jazz quartet, so a quintet, if you include me. Um, it was a solid concert, man. Um, here at Union, the uh, listeners, if you're new to the show, I teach I teach at a, a small Christian college in Jackson, Union University. Um, it was just fun, dude. I mean, serious, like it was fun. I had a I had a a big opening drum solo, a big a big closing swing drum solo, like 1930s, 1940s. But um, like I, I am, I'm still kind of 
on, on the way into work this morning, I was still decompressing. But um, Brad, some listeners have actually spoken up about <laughs> about the pumpkin spice. And I'm so happy for this. I'm so like, and I think, I think it, I think it bears, you know, the, uh, I think it bears being shared, <clears throat> pull it up here with our, with our, our listeners, listen, listening audience that um, if you didn't catch the show last week, listeners, you should check it. You should go back and listen that, uh, that Brad's favorite thing about fall is pumpkin spice. Probably the most controversial thing about fall in yeah. our current society right now. Um, and, uh, I've got there's not uh, been enough of it consumed. That's why we haven't got true fall. That's why it's still too warm. You, you guys gotta consume a little more pumpkin spice. That's right. <laughs> I'm doing my part. <laughs> that's true. That's foolishness. That's foolishness, y'all. I, I'm, I'm just... doing my part. <laughs> Public service announcement. Right. Brad's pulling his weight. That's Everybody right. else, wear your wear your pants. Wear your yeah. pants. Brad's got the pants on. So um, uh, one one of our listeners, uh, John Reeder, shout out to John. I have no words, which to me is one of the most ironic statements in the entire world, because clearly you do. Hey, I gave him Those some are words. The words. Yeah. I, I commented on that. Hashtag deliciousness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Give you a word, John. But a uh, good friend of mine, Danny Ray Martin, shout out to Danny Ray, man. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. It's great. I have, we haven't seen each other in a long time, but great guy, great guitarist. It says, he says, Brad, go easy on him. Pumpkin spice is the only accessory that really matches Ugg boots. <laughs> I believe I commented on that one too. You know, I, I prefer burnt yeah. orange and burnt uh, orange. I, I wear a tin wide. So <laughs> I love it. Oh, I hadn't seen that comment. I'm so glad you, you that you did. You commented, yes, love it. It's wonderful. You know, here's here's the thing. I think I've trapped myself because some size ten burnt orange Uggs show Ugg up. Boots. I mean, like, why are you wearing Uggs? Well, you see, I may I like at Christmas, Brad. I may have to represent some of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> you may have yourself a nice, nice, gorgeous pair. Um, listeners, thank you for commenting listeners as you, <clears throat> as you continue, <clears throat> excuse me, as you continue to listen to our show, <laughs> that post didn't go anywhere. So feel free, to, feel free to, con to continually, um, heckle Brad. We, we appreciate heckling. If you oh, haven't yeah. been able to tell, I can, I can, I can, I can take <laughs> it and I can dish it out. <laughs> That's exactly right. <clears throat> so our topic today, uh, Brad is actually from a listener. Um, one of, uh, one of our, one of our listeners, um, I actually go to church with him, Jason Hurt, man, shout out to Jason. So glad you love the show. Um, Jason at church on Sunday, he said, DJ, I've got a, I've got a topic that I think would, would that you guys, you guys should talk about. I think it'd be a really good one. And the topic is strategies for personal devotion time for men. And, and I'm so excited about that. I know, right? So, so let me ask you this, Brad. Should should I come out of the gate with something that is that is kind of socially controversial, or should we just, or should we kind of like you know, like kiddie pool, kind of kind of feel out the temperature of the water before we before we decide? I think I can swim. I'll go ahead and take the floaties off. I'm like, I'm like, if you don't get started, like I'm gonna jump in. <laughs> You're gonna jump in. <laughs> I, told, I, I told DJ before we started. I said he, he just sent me this topic this morning, and I said yeah. I got some notes. I'm pretty sure I got a sermon outline, but we'll 
we'll try to save that uh, for <laughs> do a podcast. So here's what I'm going to say uh, about about personal devotion strategies before. But like uh, and actually, I'm not going to talk like this comment is not actually geared at devotion strategies, but I think it's the importance of men doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is, in fact, true and just if it's true and I really don't want like uh, Brad, I, I, I hope I'm. I don't know where you're where you're going to head with this, but if it is in fact true <clears throat> that that men are to be that men are to be the leader of their homes, mm-hmm. and by the leader I understand that like in terms of in terms of the dynamics of marriage that the word leader does in fact manifest itself differently. Nonetheless, the the man the way that God created people, the man really is the the spiritual leader. That does not mean I just need to make sure that our listeners understand where I'm coming from. That does not mean that that the wife is the old ball and chain. That's no. not that's not no. what that means. But so, and, and so then also, you are and united. Also, you are united with your wife. You are united you are with your wife. Dragging that's her along like a ball and chain, then you yeah. are doing the relationship that's, wrong. That is that is correct. Uh, and and in the same and in the same vein, before again, just kind of explaining this. In the same vein, I also. I'm not saying that that divine inspiration does not come through through the woman at all. I'm also not saying that. So now that I've now I've kind of like given all the caveats, <laughs> I know, right? Um, if it's true that the man should be the spiritual leader of the home, mm-hmm. if the man is not doing devotions, however that may look, mm-hmm. then it is essentially impossible for you to fulfill that role there that's how i'm going to open it it's controversial mm-hmm. all right brad three <laughs> i was like you're restarting the episode <laughs> one yeah right <laughs> school your tires brad you got the green light <laughs> for, for one uh, strategies here here's the first strategy do it do it do yeah. it do, do devotions it. Be and by devotions week, get into God's word. Yep. And prayer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Prayer and God's word. Uh Spurgeon was quoted. <clears throat> well, he was asked first. He was asked, which is more important? Reading the Bible or prayer? Mm-hmm. And he responded with the question, which is more important, breathing in or breathing out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, you know, in those days, you know, he hadn't thought about that. And there's times when God says, "I'll give you the words." So I'm not saying it's scripture, but but I think God gave the words to him because man, that is a powerful just statement. But it's so true. It is true. Yeah, gotta have God's word, and you got to be speaking to God and listening. And and I tell people, look, when you're going to do your devotionals, uh, or when you're going to prayer, take your Bible with you. <laughs> Because God speaks to us. Yeah. Um, as far as strategies, <clears throat> here's my number one advice. And it sounds yep. so like it comes from a preacher because it does. Um, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Right? It's true that it's true. And it true. it is true yeah. that it's coming from a preacher. I'm, I'm going to ask with the, I'm going to state it with a question. Um, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it? Because I hear people, and and I've experienced this, guys. I've got ADHD. If you haven't figured that out, or if I haven't said it enough, <laughs> listen. You know, it's like, man, I don't know what this high definition stuff is, but I got forty of them or eighty of them. <laughs> <laughs> but 
sometimes it's hard for for me to to do the structure to do the things day after day i've failed at reading through the bible at times i've failed matter of fact here let me just be honest i have never from front to back through a year yep yeah read the bible um i know i've read the bible just just not in that order just not in the order yeah 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 Yeah. i've been in all the books yeah, I know. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mastered them all. Um, <laughs> any? Yeah, well, then, yeah. Wow, Brad. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, I've I've got to Deuteronomy and 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 numbers and and failed, or I've I've started something and like I'm gonna do this every day, and then I've missed days, and so I've I've stopped because I failed. You know, expect. For there to be problems, detours, yep. interruptions, um, when with whatever you're doing. So, so one, do something, do something, uh, but pray about it. Ask God. Ask God to to help you. Let me let me tell you this. I was really kind of um, with Isaiah. Like I'd been praying about Isaiah. I'd been uh, there were some things that. And I was, I guess I was discerning. I could see these little things, these little hints and some things I was concerned about. Yeah. I've been praying, God, I want to disciple my son. Well, I want to disciple my son. Well, help, you know, help me to do what I need to do. So right. that was, that was my prayer. Like God, because God knows I'm an idiot sometimes, probably more than I want to give myself credit for. Uh, I'm like, yeah. God, you help me to disciple my son. Well. And we were getting ready to do a podcast one day and Isaiah came to me and he's, you know, they were, they were off school that day. And he said, Hey dad, um, can I talk to you in the garage after you're done recording the podcast with Uncle DJ? Yeah, absolutely. Now you guys don't know, but the garage is where Isaiah and I have our deep conversations. Dude, dude, we go have that man man time. Yeah, you know, that's where we have the awkward conversations. That's and where dude, we have the coming I, I, of age conversations. I, I want you to know that I love that you and Isaiah have that. Like yeah. you have that space. But go ahead. Uh, and and so one of the things that that my son, you know, and again, I'm not going to share with you what he shared with me because that's between me and him. That's dad. right. But he shared yeah. some of his struggles, which is a which is a real man up. Listen to the Bible thing to do. Uh, confess your sins to one another. Share your struggles. And he wanted, he asked me, he's like, Dad, will you help me keep me accountable? I was like, mm-hmm. no, my son, I, I never really used the word around him. I don't think accountability partner, or at least not yeah, directly. Yeah. Right. But my son didn't realize he's just asked me to be his accountability partner, which is, right. which is a sense I already was. Right. But now he asked me. But through that, right. I started doing a devotional with Isaiah. So we started mm-hmm. doing a 90-day devotional. So we're a little over halfway through and we were a couple weeks in and we were doing good. We we're doing it every night, every night, every night. It was great. And then there were two nights. I can't even remember why, but one, I was late home and one, I think yep. me and him were just so tired that we, we just right. we didn't and went to bed without it. And I was so stressed about it. I, I, I told your sister, DJ, which is my wife, by the way, podcast <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, listeners may not know. Yeah, Brad married Brad married my sister. He's my brother in law. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I told your sister I, I was so stressed about it. I was like, oh, we were doing so good, and 
like I just messed it up because I felt like we feel like when we don't do what we plan to do, right? I was like, yeah. I've screwed it up. I've messed it up and I've got us off a routine. And I do with me with ADHD know how dangerous that is. Cause I can say, I'll get back on track. I'll get back on track. I'll get back yep. on track and never get back on track. Right. So, you know, so after those two days, that, that third night, we got back in the work. Matter of fact, Isaiah came with his devotional and said, Hey dad, can we do the devotional night? We've missed it for two days. When we get into the devotional and what the topic was, was something that Isaiah was dealing with that day. Oh, dude, that's that he awesome. Needed to share, yeah. He yeah. needed to share with yeah. me. And so he's sitting there, me and him in the living room and, and he's just, he's sharing. And we get finished and we used to do it right for, for his bedtime. So he goes to bed. I walk into the room and your sister goes. So uh, that's why you missed two days. It's awesome. You missed two days because. Yep. Isaiah needed that today. Yes. Yes. Okay. Not, I would, two I, days ago. Dude, I want to park here. Yep. Um, so my personal strategy on doing devotionals is probably the most, the most, most unorthodox and unorganized that exists, but it relates to the first thing that you just said, or mm -hmm. the first thing you said and what you just said, that second thing, do something. Mm -hmm. I think the church does has done a very good job at saying and had and 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 encouraging the organization of structured devotionals, mm -hmm. whether it be that like church publications or just just like church public like Christian publishing in general. There's a ton of stuff out there that is highly structured. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm gonna say this outright, <laughs> and it's going to sound it's actually I, I I'm 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 already going to say that this is going to sound, um, like heresy. Okay, well if it is, I'll call you out on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Psalm Psalm one verses two, speaking of speaking of the the blessed man who like who mm -hmm. does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Verse mm -hmm. two says, mm -hmm. "But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night." Okay, mm -hmm. he meditates day and night. Listener, you're not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to say it. Well, last week I almost made you spit. You're not going it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> one one the righteous man is Jesus. The like, righteous man. Like, he is the only righteous man. We're righteous through him. Oh, That's right. right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just need to, I just need to be honest, yeah. Brett. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Like you, you're gonna, you're gonna mess up. You're gonna screw up. You're not gonna do it perfect. You're not gonna do it. <laughs> so, I embrace the fact that that's not going to happen. When I say I embrace that, here's the thing that here's here here's coming back to, um, like just do something, and and I remember back in college, I was utterly against devotionals because I was too good for him. This was, this is me. Like, you know, like, like, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to spout out like authors. Um, but there are some authors that I just don't like because it's kind of feel good stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and, and like, I don't know, I don't remember if I was like really vocal about it, but, but you know, if, if, if the discussion came up back in college, I would be like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this devotional or that devotion. Like, it's just, there's, there's not a lot of meat. Well, you know, me in my high and lofty 
sense, <laughs> thought myself better. You know where I'm going, don't you, Brad? I do. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of us thing, walk down. A lot of us sitting there laughing because we know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, right. But here's the thing. Th- those people who were doing those, what I considered crappy devotionals, were actually in the word way more, like exponentially more than I was. Yep. Now, guys, listeners, ladies, like the, the to me, the biggest strategy is just to do something. <laughs> and what I love, like Brad, what you were saying, you, Brad, listeners, I hope that you, like this comes from a pastor. Um, Brad just said, that the reason that he's that he missed two days. <gasps> no, that's yeah. not Psalms two. Yeah. You shouldn't be saying that, Brad. You can't yeah. say that. That's that's against Psalms two. No, bull crap. No, I call yeah. I call bull crap. The reason that he missed those two days is so that that God could allow him and Isaiah to share that particular time in that particular devotion for that particular time of Isaiah's life. Guys, in my personal opinion. If you just do something mm-hmm. and not do something to check a box, mm-hmm. do something for understanding, do something mm-hmm. shoot out of interest. You know what I mean? Like, do you have a favorite mm-hmm. author? Do you have a favorite time period? Do you have a favorite mm-hmm. character? Read about it. The Bible is full of all kinds of different, like, I mean, you like poetry, songs, you like, you got the Psalms. You, you like depressed, depressing poetry. You got the Psalms. You like encouraging poetry. You got the Psalms. You like, you, know, you got the Book of Ecclesiastes. If you like Ecclesiastes, right? Yeah, vanity, 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 vanity. The grass <laughs> being the wind. You know, you want, yeah. you, you want like tough action guys. One, I'll tell you, the, the toughest guy in the Bible took on a cross um, in the True. center of the world. But but outside of that, you go the mighty men of David. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Those dudes are nuts. There's a guy named Benaniah who went into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion and still did not attain to the three. Like, like, you know what you got to do to be one of the three of David's top mighty men? I don't, but it's more than go into a pit with a lion and kill it on a snowy day. And and let's let's clarify this that the guy Ben and I Ben and I right okay mm-hmm. so when he went into the pit he didn't do it by accident <clears throat> there was the lion at the bottom of the pit and he and he decided yeah. I shall kill the lion not this is this like necessity yeah. has forced me has forced my hand no 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 it's a voluntary I shall go into the pit and kill the lion it's like it's, yeah, and when we say pit <laughs> my understanding is like a cave so it's like yeah. I'm going in the lion's den. <laughs> Which is a place that you don't want to face the lion. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, you, don't want to face, yeah. you don't want to face me on my home turf. I know right. the curves. Yeah, I know yeah. the hiding places. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Anyways. The, you know, the Bible has, has lots of stuff for everyone because it is. It's God's living word. Um, well, shoot. Uh, he says, Timothy. Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17, right there. This is all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequately equi- or adequate equipped for every good work. Every yes. good work. Second yeah. Timothy 3, 16, 17. I'm reading out of NASB. Um, God says, my word, 
you get into God's word, guess what's going to happen? It's going to be profitable. It's going to teach you. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to reprove you. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to rub you against you yeah. like sandpaper. Sometimes like iron sharpening iron. Right. It's going to correct you. It's going to train you in righteousness so that you can be equipped, so that you can be adequate for the work that God's called you to do. Yeah. Like he, he's, he's given us his word. Now, here's, here's another reason that I'm excited about this podcast. Because okay. I, want to, I want to say this. Can I, can I turn a little corner? All right. Turn a corner. <clears throat> There's this guy named William Tyndale. You familiar uh -huh. with William Tyndale? Uh, it's in, he's an author, right? He's an author? No, he's a he's translator. Right. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. Oh, so well, he is not. Then, then he, oh, this is like, more exciting. If he, I get a story, if he, DJ. If he writes it, it's an author. If he writes it, it's like. <laughs> no, he was not the author. I promise you the book, the book he was translating, he was not the author. Got it. Okay. <laughs> but he knew the author. And that's yeah. part of the reason he would translate it. Uh, we're going to go William Tyndale. Tyndale we got to go back into the 1500s. Okay. All right. So the 1500s in England. You have Henry VIII, I believe, is on the throne. You know, super nice guy. Yeah, right. Super loving, godly fellow. Not. Um, I'm, Henry, I'm Henry VIII. I am. I am. I'm Henry VIII. Right. I am. <laughs> uh, Herman's Herman's so listeners, go listen. The common people at that time could not go down to the store or onto Amazon right. or Correct. anywhere or anywhere. Anywhere. And get a copy of the Bible in english it wasn't available got it, it yeah did not exist as far as we know tyndale's one of the first ones to translate the bible into english yeah very intentionally god put this on his heart there was there was a guy he was at a dinner with who was a part of a catholic clergy and he had said something to tyndale about the pope's law and actually kind of inferring if i remember correctly that the pope's law was actually more important than god's law mm. and this is what tyndale said supposedly the quote <clears throat> i wasn't there i didn't hear it yeah <laughs> if you were you hold it very well <laughs> he said i defy the pope and all his laws if god spare my life ere many years i will cause a boy that driveth the plow shall know more of the scripture than thou dost Within a, just a few years, he had translated the New Testament into English. Mm. Now, he was being now, he had to leave England for a while. Yep. Because they they wanted to kill him. Yeah, Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. very much. And, and the king. So the king basically sent a, an emissary or whatever to tell him to yeah. come back to England. And he said something along the lines of, I'll come back if you will... You will sanction mm. an English Bible for the people of England. Yeah. He said, I'll never write another book. I'll never translate another thing. Oh, wow. If you'll, okay. If you'll do that. And of course, Henry VIII said, no, nah, nope. Yeah. So Tyndale um, translated the New Testament into English. And he going to translate... Um, the Pentateuch, Joshua, Second Chronicles, and Jonah, mm -hmm. uh, and was really instrumental in the rest of the Old Testament getting getting translated. Um, but, but see, this is what happened. They caught him. Yep. They caught him, 
they strangled him and they burned him at the stake. Mm. Why? Because, because he was trying to give, because he, no, no, I'm sorry. Forgive me, Lord. He wasn't trying because he was giving yeah. God's word to the people in common English that they yeah. could understand. So I mean, they could personally know yes. what God has said and what he hasn't. And I mean, so and, that, and that right there, Jesus and, and faith, and, you know, salvation through faith in Christ alone. Right. It's, man, the, the, the people yeah. at that time did not want that getting out. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's a retelling, obviously, um, you know, listeners, if 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 you know, if you know, if you know anything about about like. I'll call it your Western church history. I actually consider it West, like the history of, of the Western civilization period, but that's essentially retelling of, of Martin Luther. And uh, um, um, I almost said Guggenheim. I know it's wrong. That's wrong. He's an architect. Um, who's the guy who, who um, the printing press helped me out. Um, yeah. Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Yeah, yeah, Gutenberg. Yeah. 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 Johann Gutenberg. Um, that's, a, that's essentially the retelling of that, mm -hmm. but with a different language. It's exactly right. And the reason, and the reason that that all that uproar was in fact to allow you to read scripture and allow you to have to have mm -hmm. um inspiration and 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 uh um revelation from the Holy Spirit personally. Mm -hmm. Um and right. and, and so yeah that that men couldn't claim, look, this is what God said. That's why, you know, when your pastor preaches, I hope you're going to church and I hope you have a good pastor, but I will tell you this, he's not perfect and he's, he's not going to get it right hundred percent of the time. Now, hopefully he is being led by God. He is really a pastor. He's really a godly man who's seeking God and God's going to speak through him in his word. Um, but you have a Bible, you have access to a Bible. I mean, we can get it digitally. We can get it like, yep. you got a dozen, you know, here and there and everywhere. Stacked up. Yeah. It, it, take your Bible and read it yeah. and make sure what your pastor is saying is, is biblical. Now, be nice if, if there, there's times when then you may be right and he may need you to, to there, there may need to be a correction sure. that, that needs to be made. Yeah. But go to him humbly and lovingly because if he's, if, if he's a good godly man, he's going to, accept that especially if you're not coming with an accusatory thing yeah right right you can always say hey pastor this is what you said but when i was reading the bible i saw this how, how does that how does yeah. that work you know sometimes i gotta go you know what you're right yeah yeah like, so definitely I, I, definitely I approach, yeah don't don't and, and sometimes don't, go, don't, well, come, here's, don't come with well, here's con how it works. condemnation you know here's yeah. here's how it works <laughs> well let me let me let me uh let me interject here, Brad, and, and say real quick, like, so, <clears throat> you know, take your Bible to church and, and, you know, you know, appreciate definitely the fact that we have them so, so easily. Um, and, you know, one of the arguments oftentimes that we hear um, specifically probably arising really more so in the last 15 to 20 years with the emergence of the, of the atheistic four horsemen, um, the push for humanism and, 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 you know, science, the, the, the push that, that science and religion can't coexist, all of those arguments that exist and listeners, if you're aware of them, then you're aware of kind of the, the, uh, the tone of, of that whole, that whole scenario. And oftentimes in those particular conversations, first Peter three fifteen is, is brought up, which says, 
uh, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Now, understand that those are really answering like that's kind of answering the reason one of the reasons uh, why you should have some sort of personal daily devotion. If you if you, in fact, want to try to go daily, I would call it just a personal devotion. If you want to go daily, do it. But here's the thing. It's hard to meditate on his word if you are if you don't know it. Yeah, it is. No, yeah, it's exactly right. No, 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 you're right. But here's the thing. Um, I think that that even first period 315, as important as it really is, if you are a it, listener, if you're a person that doesn't know how to kind of get yourself started on on a on a personal devotion time, this is what I do. This is just me. I think, what am I curious about? Like, it doesn't have, like, it does not have to have some enormous philosophical weight to it. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. Trust me when I say the Bible has tons and tons of philosophy. I assure you, you will find those arguments. You will find those reasons. You will find answers. You will find questions to ask. However, lots of questions. I know, right? Lots of questions. But here's the thing. What are you really curious about? And when I say, what are you curious about? When you think about the Bible, where's the first thing that your mind goes to? Then go there. Yeah, right, Jesus. But seriously, go there. You know, like, and, and, and Brad, if you're, if the first thing your brain goes to is Jesus, okay, then like, if, like, do the whole, do the whole get closer and closer and closer. This, it, this, if, if you know what I recommend to people, if you haven't, if, if you haven't studied your Bible and you want to get started, uh huh, read John, read John. Okay. Yeah. John. yeah. The Gospel of John. Um, now, the, which leads me to the other thing that I advise people. And I want to piggyback off William Tyndale. Right? Okay. He translated it into English, common English, the English yeah. of the people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you know this. The New Testament is written in what we call Koine Greek. Not classical Greek, right? Common Greek, yeah. Greek, street Greek, the street Greek, Greek of the people. Yeah, it was written so that the people of the time could understand. William Tyndale's conviction from from God was that that the plowboy would be able to understand. So, some people struggle because they think they've got to get one translation or the other, yeah, and if don't do and that. They, they don't understand it. If you are reading a Bible that you don't understand because you don't understand the words that are being used, use one that you can. Yeah, chain. That's right. Yes. Listen, listen, the King James Version is a good version. Um, Matter of fact, the the Bible that Tyndale, the the New Testament that he um, translated was was partially instrumental in King James. Right. You know, translation and some of those other translations. King James was not the first translation. King James was, in essence, uh, a the answer to Tyndale's prayer mm, that the yeah, King sure. of England right. would yeah. would have this official, you know, English Bible of the people. Yeah. Uh, so nothing against the King James. It's, no. It's, it's the test it's, of time. It's, it's hard. A, it's, it's a good Bible, but we but we don't use words like peradventure. I wish we did. It's a much better <laughs> word than perhaps. Yeah. adventure i'll go down to the store for <laughs> adventure I, I, I love it i love it i think we should be talking about fortnights but not yeah. the video game not the video game yeah right you know. yeah. <laughs> fortnight ago this happened dj 
I was yeah. thinking per adventure, I'll go down to the store. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, look, if you can understand the King James, you love it. My dad used to say, you got to take Brother Webster with you when you're reading the King James. That was, you know, we used sure. to have Webster's yep. Dictionary. Webster's Dictionary. used to have yeah, a yeah, pink yeah. Webster's Dictionary at the house. Yeah. And that's what I would do. And, you know, every three words, I'm looking it up. And every three, and, and that's fine. You want to do that? Do that. Yep. That excites you? Do that. But there's a lot of other good, solid translations. Yeah. None of them are perfect. Not even the King James. Um, yeah, correct. And, New Living Translation is, is, is a translation that I recommend that if you're going to be reading through the Bible, that's what I would teach out of when I was a youth pastor. Mm -hmm. New, New Living Translation. I like, I usually preach out of the NASB. That's a more word to word translation. That's not a conversation for right now. But anyway, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's kind of moderate. Mm -hmm. It's still a little more difficult with some of the bigger words and or stuff. Right. Right. Uh, NIV. I know some people have a problem with the NIV. Um, I, I'm going to say this. I don't like the NIV, but understand that NIV is a very easy, easy translation yeah. to read. It's very smooth, very fluid. Yeah. Um, let me, let me, let me say this. Um, so listeners, you know, if it's a translation issue, just know that, you know, I, I, whether you've heard this or not, you know, if King, if the King James version was good enough for Paul and Silas, good enough for me, excuse me, they didn't speak English. Yeah, no, they were Jews. They weren't white guys, yeah. you know, like, like, like yeah. so, so having said that, um, uh, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. The other thing is um, getting back both. to like, use yeah, both. Use both. Oh, sure. Why not? Take the NIV, take your King James. Man, I encourage that. Yeah, Do right. Com yeah, compare and contrast. Read it over here. Read it over here, and help you understand and, both better. And what that what, what that actually, I'll, I'll piggyback off of that because that that does kind of that does kind of tie into where I was going to go. Um, if you <clears throat> if you go back to what are you curious about? Mm -hmm. When I say what are you curious about, you might have a question that 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 you know that's boiling. Um, see if you can go find it. Or again, just like topical or history or something like what, what would lead you to open the Bible and say, I wonder what this says. I'm going to go reread this story. And then one of the things that I would encourage you to do, Brad, coming back to the translation thing is, okay, so what does this say? How does this read another translation? Understand guys that, that, um, when, when, you know, when, when we, when we're talking, when we're hearing people talk or when we are um, writing um, or when we're reading the idea of, of synonyms actually give kind of different connotational flares. And, and so like, if you find something in another translation, that's, I mean, just take even your favorite, mm -hmm. favorite Bible verse. If there's a brand new word in there that actually does kind of still represent the mm -hmm. essence of the verse, but it's a different word. That might actually make you think, huh? Well, that that kind of I'm not going to say it changes it changes the meaning of the entire verse, but it it's, it gives like a different a different literary flavor, and you may actually go in search of other verses with that word in it. Well, and and here's one of the things like sometimes we don't think of with language. Um, almost every word has a gloss, right? Yes, so yeah, a set right. of definitions, right? Yeah, different things. You know when uh, when we use a word. Say the word day back in the day, today, you know, this day, yeah, back yeah. In, you know, it was my day, I was born on this day. Uh, there's a 24 hour day, uh, there's a gloss for that English word day, 
So when you go to the Greek or the Hebrew to translate, a lot of times there's a gloss. Yeah. And so the translators have to, and prayerfully, look at the context and try to, all right, define yeah. that word in English. Yeah. So, like, so sometimes you get, and here's what, Psalm 23, one of my favorites, right? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh-huh. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Even though I walk through the valley of the deepest darkness. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Because when you look at the word, it can be translated either one. Right. Yeah. And they're both the same. Yeah. And really, to me, once you learn that and you see that in those different things, you go, oh, they're they're both right in this sense. It broadens your understanding of right. that. And, now, and if, you, if we'd all learn Greek and Hebrew, uh, Jeff Fulham said that that'd be preferable. You know, if we just all learn Greek and Hebrew, we wouldn't have as many problems. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And it's going to start with me. I'm I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to go learn Greek and Hebrew. So, yeah, so we're already already underneath 100%. (laughs) But common English. So, so what we want to do is free people up to read the Bible in a way that they can understand what God is saying. Now, Again, to 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 kind of to kind of like wrap in some more practicality to this to this conversation. How much more is, practical can you get than that? No, 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 no. What I was going to say is, <laughs> listeners. So, like, the idea behind behind this conversation is just simply this: if you are if <clears throat> if you're if you're comparing translations with Bible verse A or B or whatever, congratulations, you are doing a devotion. Woo-hoo! Now, a devotion. And I, I want to say this in the and and I don't know I really don't know about about like other denominations that are that are outside the evangelical world, so I'm going to just simply say this within the context of the evangelical church, what we have done via Christian Christian publication Christian publishing is we have limited the word devotion to meaning pre-existing pre-existing text that somebody else wrote using scripture as kind of a springboard of and mm-hmm. here are some thoughts here's some reflections i want you to understand those things are wonderful i've already talked about that right like the mm-hmm. idea of of whether it's deep or not but understand that a devotion does not actually mean i already have something that i'm going to think about mm-hmm. wrong the word devotion the root word of that is devote so mm-hmm. If it's five minutes, if it's 20 minutes, 20 minutes, if you've got, if you have 20 minutes and you end up taking an hour, who cares? The idea is that you are actually devoting time yeah. and mental and spiritual energy yeah. to figuring out, God, what are you trying to say? Congratulations. You're doing a devotion. Well, and, and so continuing on with that, when you do something, when you are doing it, yeah, this is, this is how our brain works. One of the ways. Our brain likes for us to set up routines, habits. Yep, it does. Even those who are of us who are not neurotypical, and we still, yeah. there's there, there's habits. I'm going to tell you what, my brain know, goes for the coffee in the morning. Yes, it does. Goes, goes for the coffee. I need some uh, coffee. Yeah, so, pumpkin spice. <laughs> well, not in the morning. <laughs> no, no, no. Not in the morning because your sister hates it. So Yeah, no, 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 no. So, uh, we don't do that thoughts. here. <laughs> uh, anyway, I read a long time ago. I don't even remember where, so I cannot quote who this is by. Uh-huh. Um, but it said, "As humanity, we we consume what we crave, and we crave what we consume." 
Mm-hmm. We consume what we crave and we crave what we consume. Yeah. So, so sometimes we got to ask, what, what am I craving? Yeah. What am I consuming? Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find that a lot of times those things are the same because we, we develop those things, that right. those, those, those habits. I want to talk about drinking water. I know that some of you out there who are probably listening were like I was, and you're like, yeah, well, you know, coffee's got water in it, or or my soda's got water in it, or my pop's got water in it, or my, my unsweet, or my, not unsweet, no, most of those people, my my sweet tea's got, got coffee, got, oh, it's not got coffee in it. That's weird. Don't do that. Brad, will you, I think Brad is going to talk to us now. I have no words. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. Get a little off track. Some of the words. Water. Yes. Water. I didn't drink. I didn't drink water. I, I couldn't. I, it's like I couldn't handle water that much. And I started working for a while. I, I did the second job uh, when I was a youth pastor, right? I did some cleaning at the YMCA at night to help mm-hmm. us get out of debt. And, you know, you know me, DJ, when I get hot, I sweat. Yeah, you so do. I got to drink a lot of fluid. And yeah. so I knew I was having to, I needed to get water. I need to drink more water. Doctors saying, hey, Brad, you have one kidney. I'm not telling you to drink less coffee, but drink more water. Please, please, right, please right. drink more yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I'm like, okay, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And I had read that quote and I heard that. I'm going, okay. I've got to consume more water so for my body to start craving it. So mm-hmm. this is what I did. I, I fruit infused water. It took like strawberries and I put them in a big like gallon of water in the refrigerator overnight. And I take it to work with me ice cold and I had to drink it ice cold. Yeah. And I did that for probably a couple of weeks. And then I just started going to just ice water. I uh-huh. had to have it ice cold, but it's ice water, ice water. And before I knew it, my body started going, you haven't had enough water. And and now, like right now, I'm I'm like I just finished my coffee, and my body's like it's it's time for our glass of water, dude. Like right, you need to, you know get some, and and I crave that water, but I did not used to crave it. Right. So when you do something, when you get into God's word, here's one thing's going to happen. What God said, it's going to do what it set out to do. It's going to get into you. Steve Coleman, youth pastor, First Baptist Richmond, uh, gave me hope. One of the oldest longest duration youth pastors i know uh guy youth pastor one of the few people i know who has a beard longer than mine <laughs> uh so great beard great guy yeah. he always says stay in the word stay in the word he says because if you get into god's word god's word will get into you and yeah. and i piggyback off that to if you're consuming god's word then god's word will consume you and you will crave it Yep. You will start craving it like I do that water. And when you've got away from it so much, your system's going to start telling you, I, I need it. Yeah. I need to be in God's word. I'm feeling my, my separation from it. I right. need to be in it. Yeah. But no. yeah, but however that is, however small that is, man, I think God would rather you, this is my opinion. So look, I ain't saying this is scripture. I'm not saying it's a revelation <laughs> from God. Yeah. I think, though, that God would rather you focus on one small scripture until you've got it in your heart, understand it. Yeah, dude. Go, go. Continue to read the whole thing. That's right. Like, don't, 
dude, stop on Psalm 1 is my favorite, by the way, DJ. One of my absolute favorite Psalms. It is my favorite. If I had to pick one, it would okay. be one. Okay. Not just because that's the one I can remember. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. pretty short. But it's talking yeah. about the righteous man yeah. and the ungodly and, and God's favor on the righteous and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I memorized it in King James. See? It's yeah. Right. On King Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you'll crave it. And then God will use it. And then you'll find yourself meditating on it more often than you know. Yeah. Right. And it'll spout out of you. I mean, I mean, again, I remember being in a in a group and just talking. Mm-hmm. I was just talking. I wasn't intending to quote scripture. I wasn't intending to do, you know, I was just talking, just having a conversation. We were at a coffee house. There's a group of us. And, uh, and one of the people that was there commented to me later. They were like, man, I love how much scripture that you just put into your conversation. And I literally said, Huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I never said Second yeah. Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse four. Yeah, right. But apparently, in the conversation, I was saying, "Well, you know, Paul said this, and uh, you know, when Jesus oh, was dude, talking yes. to this guy, you know." Okay. So, listener, this is so important to hear. And when I say when I say this, I am I know I'm sounding like almost like an authority on this. I'm an authority because I had to come out of believing this. Um, and I, I don't want to I, I don't want to get into the weeds of it. So please just bear with me here that our Western civilization, the education system that we grow up in, constantly uses the ideal as sort of the like the the, the best. Like this is the this is this is sort of like the 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 peak of 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 excellence and everything that's, that's kind of our standard. The same thing oftentimes happens in church, meaning so memorize scripture, know the reference, know this, know that. Here's here's kind of how the the perfect ideal person looks. What you just heard Brad say was I was quoting scripture without their references, but it was still scripture. Understand this, that if you are walking around and 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 you and you know, like scriptural concepts and don't know the references. Oftentimes we because of our conditioning in the church, we oftentimes think, well, I just might not be good enough because I don't know where this is in the Bible, so I probably shouldn't say it. That's not true. That's so untrue. It's completely false. Mm -hmm. The reason it's false is because it's like, it's a part, it's a part of you. It's a scriptural, it's a scriptural concept that is as true as it is in the Bible, even though, even though you may not actually say it saying, excuse me, while I quote. Well, let me, well, let me, let me take a little of that off of you. All right. Those numbers aren't in the the Bible. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. They were added. To help yeah. us, and I'm glad they are, you know, so we can go, oh, the, the first, right. first John chapter yeah, yeah, 18, that doesn't exist, by the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we can know, like, no, that doesn't sound right. There's not that many chapters in first John. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we can be on the same page. So I think those things are good, but yeah. Um, no, I'm not saying it's like, I just, right, right. I, no, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah. good in their place. Correct. Yes. They're good in their place. But when they take place, what I'm saying is they're not scripture. That number 14 is not scripture. You know, 
say, you know, when we're saying, oh, we're those are identifiers to take us to a place in scripture. It's not the scripture itself. Those numbers weren't in scripture. You know, Paul wasn't sitting there writing to Timothy going, all right, chapter one, verse one. To the same Timothy. <laughs> yeah, right. Verse two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he that, wasn't. That's not what so, right, we need to know what the Bible says. Also, here's one of the things I think we do in church. Uh, scriptural memorization is good, right? Yes, it you is. Know, I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah, it, right. It is, it is good. But let me tell you who knows the Bible better than you do. Satan. Satan. He knows it better than you, which, which ought to be, one, encouraging us to know it better. Because he will misquote it and misuse it all yep. the time. Yep. Um, so we need to be in it, God's word so we know what it says and we know what it doesn't say. However, God tells us to hide the word in our heart. That means it's got to go not just in our head. Right. Satan's got the head knowledge. Yep. I've known people that know the scripture better than I do. They can take you to where it is. They can take yep. you to the verse. They be like, oh, well, you know, uh, Elijah said this and uh, but it's not heart knowledge. No. Some of those yeah. people yeah. have have denied Christ. Some of those those people were like, I don't know that they ever knew Christ. Some of those people, I and I pray for them. But it's got to be in the heart. Yeah. And man, it's, scripture is so good. I, I'm going to tell you what. And, and here's me. I'm guilty of not being in it enough. Because you can't be in it enough. Because the godly, the righteous meditates on it day and night, all the time. And like DJ said at the beginning, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do it. But I will will say this. Understand, guys. And this is, and and, and like, I, again, it took me a long time, Brad, to, to really, to really kind of like lay into this, that meditating on God's truth doesn't, does not actually all the time require me to meditate on the like the exact word for word references again like the essence of like like say uh, my favorite bible verses second corinthians 521 uh, for he made him who knew no sin be, to be sin for us that we might be that we might become the righteousness of god through him awesome um so um like what's the essence of that meditating on the essence is just enough or is 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 just as good as meditating on on the uh on the scripture itself so um brad i think that's a brat man i think we've done a i think yep. we've done a good job great topic jason thank you so much listeners yeah. we're always we're always we're always down for new topics so more about it yeah we absolutely yeah 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 i mean yeah it's this is this is a this is a never-ending a never-ending topic for yeah. sure for sure all right we'll see you guys next time Love y'all. Brad's got to go. I'll sign us off, man. Listeners, as always, we love that you love our show. Um, Feel free to to rate and review us wherever you get your your podcast. Um, If you're on iTunes, if you don't mind, scroll down. Give us a five-star rating. Um, Leave a review. Doesn't take long. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at menchurchstuff. Um, uh, we've got a face group page and, uh, and as always extend, extend, um, into emailing us at mentorstuff at gmail.com. Um, again, Brad had to cut out early as a pastor, but, uh, it'll be just me signing us off. So, um, listeners, we'll catch you next time.